Good evening, everyone, and welcome to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Mid-Boss, and this is Lag Radio, your weekly source of video game appreciation, chiptune idolatry, video... Uh, do-it-yourself art endeavor sometimes. I don't know. I kind of fall off with that one. But we do have super sweet giveaways every single week. I can confirm that. We also have a lot of other stuff, too. This evening, we are talking the indie hit. It is called Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. It came out about five years ago from uh, Starbreeze Studios and published by 505 Games. We're going to be talking about that in depth, discussing its history and development cycle, going through some of the story that's in there, despite it being a relatively short experience of about three or four hours. Uh, We'll also talk a little bit about the soundtrack how that plays into the game and of course go over the gameplay elements themselves this evening we also have a couple other special things first off got a couple guys in the studio to help me out here what's up first let's have the new man on uh, deck the new man you? group yeah, <laughs> i play some games sometimes okay <laughs> what did you say your name was uh geo geo that's the name yeah. you're gonna go by not a yeah. d de- he is a new intern by the way he's gonna be uh well i guess he's a new incoming dj mm-hmm do you have any idea for a DJ name, or are you just going to go by Geo? I think I'm just going to go by Geo. It's a good name. If Geo I was dude. named Geo, <laughs> the Geo dude. I've heard that uh, too many times. When that's uh, that's <laughs> that'll be your name tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you just are so sick of it, then we'll just yeah. That's fine. <laughs> and of course, we also have hello, Alex. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's been your impromptu name now. Yeah, I forgot about that last time. Yes, I'm on the saggy mic. This mic does not have a spring on it, so I have to like bend down. I'm too tall for this. So. Oh man tall people problems yeah i know the hunch over <laughs> well welcome we're going to be talking about brothers tonight with the two of these guys here but we're also going to be doing a lot of other stuff of course because we're a music show we're not just going to be talk talk talking we're going to be playing some music straight from the soundtrack of brothers a tale of two sons we're going to be listening to the soundtrack from gustav grefberg grefberg yeah gustav grefberg yes Safe. I'm pretty sure it sounds about right. Uh, he sounds like he would probably do the soundtrack for this game. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to do a tiny little thing. I'm going to actually talk about a really sweet book, actually, that came out in the past few weeks. If you haven't already known for however long the show's been going, I do Twitch streams. Every Sunday and Wednesday night, I stream Magic the Gathering online, and it's my favorite trading card game ever. I'm addicted to it uh, in all sorts of respects, financially. Cardboard crack. That's what they call it. They call Magic the Gathering cardboard crack, and it's appropriate. But yeah, so I'm going to be talking about Magic the Gathering a bit because I was actually uh, able to secure a copy of the new art book, Magic the Gathering Concepts and Legends. So I'm going to do a quick review of that, talk a little bit about that. I also did a giveaway for it uh, last week, actually. So one of my viewers on Twitch actually won a copy of it. So congratulations to Gray Stripe Returns once again for winning that. Anyway, so let's get into the music first. Again, Gustav Grefberg, we're going to listen to the main theme from Brothers A Tale of Two Sons, and then we're going to also listen to uh, another track off the album. I think we're going to listen to Father. So let's get into that. If you want to call in, 949-824-5824, 949-UCI-KUCI is the number you want to call. I'd be welcome to take any sort of uh, comment or request there. You can also check us out on our various different social media outlets, which I'm about to probably post to in just a few minutes. You want to go to facebook.com slash lagliferadio. You can go to twitter.com slash lagliferadio. You can find me on Instagram at DJ double underscore Marmar. So two underscores, not just one, two, because I'm two times as good as DJ single underscore Marmar. And uh, no, I'm I'm definitely humble, right? (laughs) Definitely humble. And finally, we've got our archive, which is lagradio.kuci.org. And you can find just about every episode there currently with the playlists and all the songs linked to and all the other episodes we've done and the archive 
for the podcast version. So music stripped out, but you can still hear us talk about the games. It's all up there. So lagradio.kuci.org. With that, let's jump into the music. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, my name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by Geo and, hello Alex, and we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lag Radio here with me, KUCI. I'm not me. I'm not KUCI. I'm Marmar, the mid-boss. You might as well be KUCI at this point. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Teacher for how many years now? (laughs) I've been involved with training for a while. Couple, couple, couple of times. Uh, yeah, so we are Lag Radio here. We're talking Brothers' Tale of Two Sons. It came out in 2013 by Starbreeze Studios and published by 505 Games. It was originally released for the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. What versions did you guys play? I played on the 360 a year after its release, but I, I'm, I'm caught up on it. I remember everything. Yeah? Nice. Vividly. Vividly. Yeah. Impressive. I played on the phone. <laughs> no, Mobile? I played on PC. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. I saw it was on phone, and I'm like, how in the world is that going to be controlled? You wouldn't get the same experience. How, but how does it... Do you, I mean, I, do you have any idea of how it's... Anyone have any idea how it's controlled? I don't. Because yeah. oh, you, you need at least, like, at least, uh, like, movement and then the uh, trigger buttons. Interact, yeah. So, well... I'm guessing you might just, like, press wherever you want to go, and the brothers go there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel I like guess. you lose so much of that in the yeah, game. But no, I played. I played on Steam because apparently I had it. Mm. So yeah, right. That's that's kind of me as well with this one. I was like, oh, hey, there it is. That's convenient. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it came out from Starbreeze Studios. They are known for games such as Payday Two, Overkill's The Walking Dead, and The Darkness. Did you guys play any of their other games? Nope. The Darkness. Yeah, they came out with The Darkness. Is that the one? The shooter. It was a it was a shooter with the tentacle thing with the tentacle things. Yeah, I did, oh. I did play that. I played, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played right. the first one and the second one, but I'm not sure if it was the same develop- developer. Different. The second one okay. was different. Yeah, yeah, I played the first one. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. I like some of the mechanics. It everything was very dark. Obviously, yeah. I mean, like it's called the darkest. What yeah. the hell you expect? <laughs> like, yeah, at, at that age, it kind of scared me. I'm not sure. Sure. I'm sure. Be honest. I could understand that. You're younger than I am, so I could yeah. I could understand. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, uh, it's very different, this particular game, from the previous releases, obviously. Very different from Payday 2. Very different from all of those games that we mentioned, because they're all shooting games. This one, Brothers, is, uh, yeah, a departure for them. But it was pitched to them successfully in as part of, like, ongoing changes that they wanted to make at the studio. They wanted to, to focus in, in other directions as well. It was helmed by a man named Yosef Fares, right? Is that how his name is pronounced? I Fares? believe. Fares? Uh, he's actually a film director. But he also has pretty strong opinions on gaming and movies. For example, one of the things is that Brothers says that it requires a controller to be played. And he's been very outspoken about how some experiences really require an input device, something like a controller. Uh, You know, back in the time when this was coming out, that was also the era where Kinect and the PlayStation Move and the Wii were t- kind of taking off. So he wasn't a big fan of those. And so he said, you got to have a controller for this in order to make this work. So, Alex, you played on PC. Did you play on controller? Yep. Good. DualShock 3. DualShock 3. Rumble worked too, so that was cool. Nice. Very good, very good. Yeah, I think I that's, a, that's an integral part to it as well. DualShock 3 is the one from the PS3. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. horrible controller. How that's dare you? I have. <laughs> Get out of this. I played with that controller for the entire like duration of PS3. So I hate the trigger buttons on that, but yeah, it, I mean, it's the yes. only, it's really the only button, or the only button, the only uh, controller that I that I have that has... Uh, 360? No, I've no. never owned an Xbox in my life, so I don't have any of those controllers. Or no. No Microsoft, not even once. 
Well, I, I do use Windows 7, but not 10. I'm against 10. Ooh, all right. 10 is making me want to go to Linux. That's how bad it is. You're as opinionated on this as Yosef Fares is on the game industry. Well, except that I'm not going to cuss on the air. Oh, okay, good. All right, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so he's a very strong, opinionated sort of fellow, and uh, he wanted to come at this project to produce a game that would play unlike anything else. So as we talked about in the past, one of the ways that video games, or really the main way that video games are made, is that you pitch a, a mechanic, you pitch a gameplay, and you build the story and the world and the lore and everything around it. So if you wanted to make a game that's a platformer, then you think, okay, what sort of settings are best for a platformer? And so Fares came at this saying he wanted to make a game with the gameplay first and most prominently in mind story second so he had this mindset of movies are movies games are games you got to approach them in a different way right you can't just try and transplant a movie and make it into a video game certainly plenty of studios have tried and failed if you ask me there are some exceptions though right so have you guys played like um, a while back we covered um what's it called not heavy rain but detroit detroit become human nope I- I played a little bit of it, but I did play Heavy Rain. Okay. So you played Heavy Rain, and did either of you guys play, like, Indigo Prophecy? Anything from that studio? What studio? It's, um... Oh, jeez, why am I blanking on it? I'm going to say no, but... Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream, thank you, yes. And what are the games they made other than uh, Detroit and... They made Heavy Rain and uh, Indigo... Indigo Prophecy? Prophecy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't played any of those. I've heard the good things about Heavy Rain, but... I think they made one more before... Before the uh, Indigo Prophecy, they may have. They may have. Uh, I just rudimentary one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, Fahrenheit Fahrenheit, was 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 what it was called in America, I think. In Europe, it was Indigo Prophecy. Yeah. Either way, yeah. So their games, and there was Beyond Two Souls, but yeah. So they are known for doing this very cinematic style of game. It's more of quick time events and a little bit of movement on your own, but for the most part, just a lot of uh, cutscenes and quick time events. That is a way in which I think that you can kind of supplement, like, supplant a movie into the game field. But I, you know, it starts to blur the line. What is a movie? What is a game? Right? Yeah. yeah. How much? How much player input do you need to make it a game? And not like what? Where does that? Uh, yeah. I think I, I, I kind of got that feeling with. Um, I don't know. I guess. Uh, um. Spec Ops, the line. Oh, oh yeah, that's a great game. Because I haven't played many modern games like that, and so I kind of got that feel with it. Where it's like, it, it, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's tough to to decide yeah. like what makes it a better game if it's mostly played by itself and you're just doing quick time actions, or mm-hmm. you know, which I've hear, well, I heard uh, Heavy Rain is much like where it's yeah. just yeah. yeah. If you're talking about Spec Ops, like if you the way that he has like philosophized, like mm-hmm. he, he thinks about games. That studio also thought about it, like yeah. So like they made their shooting mechanics in Spec Ops like very rudimentary and like mm-hmm. in order to like make it commentary on like actual warfare. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not so, like, and not like super complicated yeah. where it's like you have to learn this in order to get past the game. It's more yeah. about the emphasis on the story and the. So so you can definitely see that some developers do take that into account, while others like Quantic Dream they kind of just like see things as like as long as you can interact with something and i think in their mm. games they're thinking how can the player interact with the story and like really involve themselves I would, in the story i feel like i would and i'm not I haven't played these so i'm not insulting it or anything but i feel like that's kind of like a a an enhancement of like a dvd uh, movie where it's like you <laughs> could yeah, yeah. you can use a controller to change like your like where this like the direction is going to go choose your own adventure choose your own adventure yeah 
Yeah. Exactly. Like so choose your own adventure, uh, visual, but movie hybrid kind of thing. I could see that. Yeah, but I, I, th- I feel like the, the thing about the Quantic Dream games is that while you're doing the quick time events, it sometimes does add to the pressure because you mm-hmm. can get your player, like, uh, they're dead. If mm-hmm. you fail a quick time event... And I got that feeling from Spec Ops The Line, too, where yeah. it's just like you have to decide, and it's like, I'm indecisive already, so that <laughs> makes it even more difficult, but it also... That involves you in the game oh, and is a good way to involve someone in the game. Were you is aware that kind of pressure. Spec Ops Line is not actual choice? It just has an illusion of choice. Oh, you can't make I, the other choice. We talked about it for so long ago, I can't remember now. What, yeah. <laughs> what? Yes, yeah, it was 20 weeks ago. Yeah, you, yeah. 21 weeks, in fact. They tell you Quite you have well. a choice, but in the end you don't. So, Which is also a commentary on yeah. yep. just the whole military thing. But yeah, but we were talking about brothers, though, for this evening. So we're <laughs> going to... The, the commonality there is the focus on gameplay. And that's the reason why this game controls so differently, which we'll talk about in the in the gameplay section, of course, a little bit more. But basically, that was the thing from day one. It was, we have this control scheme. This is how we want to play it. What are we going to do to make it fit around that control scheme? Now, one of the other things that Yosef came to the studio with was this mindset of games should be as long as they need to be. And most of the time, a lot of the time, perhaps, games just make you repeat the same mm-hmm. things over and it just drilling into your head the same thing. Just There's to pad, new. pad everything to make it feel like it was a longer exactly. involved. There's uh, such this focus on cost benefit mm-hmm. like cost time thing right like i yeah. want if i'm paying 60 dollars for a brand new game then i'm gonna want x amount of hours yeah which i think is very dumb i've been i've just yeah. been seeing that a lot lately and i'm just like why do people still quantify game with like because i think the thing today i saw was about for kirby it's like kirby star allies it's like is it worth the is it worth the money for that game it's like oh how, how long did you play it and i'm like well that's not a really <laughs> way to quantify like like it should be enjoyment not oh we get 15 20 hours okay that's not worth the price well yeah, I, that's kind of a I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely a precedent. I think CD Projekt Red, the the developers of mm. The Witcher Three, set because in their DLC they specifically they were like, you get an hour pre, and uh, that's a an dollar. hour. Oh, they were actually quantified. Yeah, so like they were like, our first DLC is ten hours, and you pay ten dollars for it, and then they were like, our second DLC is twenty dollars, and you get twenty hours. Okay. But the thing about their, that is that it was definitely worth it both ways, enjoyment and hours. Right. So like sometimes it can work out, but most of the time, no. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so that this guy, Joseph Fares, his his idea was, you know what? Games should just be as long as they need to be. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. And so this is why we have a game that Brothers is only about three hours or so, maybe four hours, depending on, on how quick, how much you take your time with it. But uh, the experience, the focus is on the experience and making sure that the quality is up there rather than the quantity of time. One of the things that he also said was you got to have a hands-off publisher when it comes to some of these indie titles, some of these passion projects, stuff like Brothers or Journey or um, what other big ones have come out recently that are like these art house style kind of games. What am I thinking of? There's so many. Yeah, there's quite a few that have just been these very small little flower, you know, little like snippets, but they're so poignant and beautiful. And so he says, you got to have a hands-off publisher so that they're not going to be forcing their restrictions on you. They're not going to be... You need this much, you. this many collectibles and yeah, yeah right. changing the game so much and the whole vision of it. Exactly, exactly. And he definitely said that he drew some inspiration from those emotional games like Journey, like Ico from uh, creators of Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, but also some of those top-down fantasy games that came out a long time ago, stuff like Zelda... Link to the Past, stuff like Secret of Mana, stuff like the Final Fantasy series back in the beginning before it went all crazy technology stuff. But uh, 
Yeah, so he drew a lot of inspiration from those, and I think it's very easy to see those in all the different environments that are in the game. Some of the, like, the valley area and the ice area and all the wood and stuff. It's very clearly, like, Scandinavian, like, this fantasy element is there. It's a different type. It's a European sort of um, fantasy, right? Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that the creator, Joseph Farah, has also cited as an issue, something that he didn't have to deal with, really, when he is a director of a film, is working with the camera. So the camera was a bit of a, of a struggle, apparently. But it was also something that he was able to use his experience with making movies to improve on. So he wasn't completely just like, uh, this thing is so frustrating. But he, he knew some approaches to take to try and make it fit to what he needed. Now you guys, did you guys struggle with the camera at all? We're kind of getting ahead Not of Not necessarily. Yeah. I thought it was pretty dynamic. Like, it wasn't like one static thing. It was like when you go to different spots, it would move around and kind of auto-rotate. But you could did have the option to rotate if you wanted to, which I seldom used. But mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was fine. Yeah. It reminded me of like a the camera the fixed camera systems that they used to have like in the ps2 area but much more polished mm-hmm. like to the point where it's just like hard cuts it's like smooth transitions a lot sure. of the time i think the less that you have to like manipulate the camera the better it's implemented and i felt that way with this where it's like very rarely i'm like oh i want to see what's over there it's so all rotate it but it wasn't a necessity exactly my thoughts too yeah there are very few circumstances where i need to to hit those shoulder buttons and and rotate the camera for the most part it was it was very much like following in the way that i wanted it to so, yeah, definitely agree. I think they succeeded. Even if it was a struggle for them at the time, they did a great job on that. All right, so we're going to take a short break. We're going to listen to some more music, and then we're going to get into the meat of it. We're going to talk about the story, of course, the story of the game. So if you want to call in 949-824-5824, very important to take down that number because if you call in later on when I say those magic words, you're going to be able to win our giveaway of the week. This time I'm giving away a copy of the soundtrack. So you can win the full soundtrack from Gustav Grufberg. Grufberg. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. Grufberg. I'm not very good at saying your name. Uh, I'm sure he's used to Americans mispronouncing his name. So that's true. Yeah, I guess so. My apologies still <laughs> for all of us, for all of us uh, Americans pronouncing your name. But yeah, you can win a copy of his full soundtrack. I would be happy to send it on over to you digitally if you call in a little later on nine four nine UCI KUCI. Don't forget our social media outlets as well. KUCI's uh, specifically are pretty important. So Twitter and Instagram at KUCI FM. You can go to the Tumblr page, which is blog.kuci.org, and finally our Facebook page is facebook.com/slash KUCI eight eight nine. All right. So without further ado, let's get back into that music. Thank you for listening to KUCI eighty eight point nine FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss, and we are Lag Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Lag Radio. Here with me, KUCI, Mister KUCI himself. <laughs> I keep saying that. <laughs> me, Marmar the Midboss, here on KUCI alongside Geo and Hello Alex. Yeah, if you keep saying that, it'll just be commit to memory, and you'll just automatically say that. <sighs> No. It's frustrating. That's the one thing about DJing that's uh, tough, is that you commit these things as a habit to memory, and then you just, yeah. You can't break them. Yep. There's no way. You just can't do it. Uh, all right, so we're talking Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. We've gotten through the history and development cycle. We are now going to talk about the story. Before we get into it, real quickly, the songs that we just got done listening to, most recently, Wilderness Part 1 and 2. Before that one was Friendship, and before that one was Home of the Trolls. So, all right, so let's start talking about the story. It opens on the little brother. We're going to call him Little Brother because he has no name, right? I mean, you can you can hear... Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> That's what you want to call him? Macaulay yes, Culkin. from Life is Strange 2. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> no, he's not. Know. Or not Life is Strange 2, whatever that uh, the Captain 
Captain uh, Amazing or whatever. Cap- oh, Captain Spirit. Captain Spirit. Yeah, yeah he basically it does look like the kitchen Captain Spirit. <laughs> Which is a Macaulay Culkin. That's a sweet game. <laughs> it was a sweet game. We covered that in uh, episode 15, I think. Really? I thought it was Captain like... Captain Spirit? That was like the second or third episode. Captain Spirit? Was it really that yeah. far back? Yeah. Oh, I think goodness, it was like the gracious. second or third, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're right, actually, because it was in July that it came out. We played it like two weeks after it was released. Yeah, that's A long right. time ago. Man, now. back in the day. <laughs> but in the meantime, we're talking about brothers. So, little brother, this little brother guy, he is mourning the loss of his mom. They're at He's at the tombstone that's kind of on this hill nearby their uh, family home, we assume. He's kneeling there. He's kind of just reliving the moments of his mother's passing, which was where he, him and her were in a boat in the middle of this, I don't know, lake, ocean, something like that, body of body water. Body of water. Yeah, body of water. And uh, you can't call it, you know, you can't call a, a mass of water anything but a body, right? Like, what is what else are you going to call it besides a body of water? Well, you can call it a leg of water. It could be like a what? river. You know, I don't think there's such thing. I think, I, think like I, could, I could say it. Like no one's restricting thing. you from saying it. Like you call a ship a she- so yeah. <laughs> if anything's referring to nature, you got to call it like something womanly, you know? So Mother nature. Is it, a, is it a female body? It's not father nature. I'd assume it's, it's curvy. The it's lake, curvy? The, yeah. the lake curvy? The body <laughs> of water are usually curvy. I'd say, yeah. So the <laughs> little brother is not able you to save this. his just, mother. I just want <laughs> you to know this, Marmar. You started this. Well, i got to take responsibility. <laughs> his mother falls off of the boat we assume, somehow finds herself in the water and she's not able to swim. And the little brother's the only one there but is not able to save her. And so as a result, she falls beneath the waves, beneath the, the water. And uh, we assume that she drowns. So Really wanna, really makes you want to play this game, huh? I know, right? Starts <laughs> off so strong. Start off at a gravestone. People oh, like yeah. being sad. So it's People fine. like being sad. Yeah. You have a sad game starting out pretty sad with the name Brothers. You're like, uh oh. Yeah. That's uh-oh. why you play like emo music. You, people like to be sad. Yeah. Well, true emo, yes. We're talking like the fake old emo from like 2008 era. This is behind the scenes talk. We should we should talk That's about this true. Story. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, so getting those debates. Yeah. I was just insulted though. <laughs> so we've jolt. He's jolted out of this awful memory that he's having of his mom passing. His big brother comes up to him. Um, Orwell is nearby and yells for him basically because he's carrying the in father. like sim language. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. They don't speak English. They speak some sort of fake language that, that was made for this particular game. It's not Scandinavian, not sort of like Polish or anything like that. It is a, a fake language. Sim language. Abubanda abadibi. gibberish everywhere. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I used to love like actually saying the sim language the same way that they would say mm. it in the game. It made me feel smart. <laughs> I don't know why. Just like, whoa, I made I knew a language. language that, uh, yeah, I learned a new language. It's like, so their father is is ill he's kind of collapsed basically the older brother is carrying him over uh, his arm draped over his arm and uh neck and they have to cart him to the village doctor so they they cart him over of course also he was they they were both being like blocked off by this really rude oh yeah kid from the village it was just like playing pranks on them like blocking gates and stuff you see that it's like that guy. kid in ocarina of time that's just like yeah yeah you can't come through here unless you have a sword stupid yeah. Like in Horizon, they throw a rock at you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Horizon Zero Dawn. Jeez. They throw a rock at your head. A lot of rude people in games. Right. The do- the father is even, he's a- just having this illness, probably is going to 
pass away, and then this kid's just like, nah, I'm going to pull pranks on these guys. Ha, ha, ha. That's true. Yeah. I noticed that. Stupid little kid. Anyway, so <laughs> the doctor, in so many of these uh, simish, unintelligible words, says that he's not able to do anything to save their father without some kind of medicine. And by the way, there's no subtitles for this, so you, there's yeah. no... You really don't know. Yeah. It's not like uh, Shadow of the Colossus where there are subtitles and they're speaking like, in a fake language. You got to depend on body language mm-hmm. a yep. lot of the time. Body language, tone of voice, the whole bit. Yeah, for sure. So the doctor says you got to get a medicine from a tree, basically. And he gives the big brother the scroll with a picture of the tree and basically just says, all right, get to it. Uh, and he's just going to try and care for the father in the meantime as best as he can. So the two brothers hurriedly rush through the village. They're jumping from rooftop to rooftop, scaling these giant cliff rock faces and avoiding these angry dogs in the town that start to try and hunt them down. Uh, Eventually, they stumble across something very uncharacteristic of what we've experienced so far. It's a troll. It's a troll. Yeah, apparently this game takes place in a fantasy setting where there That's are That's the these... moment where you notice that. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a fantasy setting, yeah. Yep. Before then, it looks like a fantasy storybook, I think. It very much looks like it's set in Scandinavia with these mm-hmm. beautiful green, you know, mountains and stuff, and you're right on this gorgeous waterfront, and yeah, all the huts and stuff in the villager are built in the characteristic way. But at that point, you see this troll who's sobbing over a stumpy kind of dinner table. And by stumpy, I mean it's made out of a stump, I think. <laughs> set on a stump. And the troll is kind of like, all right, uh, hey, guys. Uh, and then kind of offers his assistance to help you climb higher up the mountain and towards your uh, goal. So eventually, at one point, you're kind of just hopping around, right? And he jumps and leaps off of this cliff and into, like this cavern it's a big old deep cavern now i like this this change because it's such a dramatic change from these gorgeous greeneries and everything and suddenly just like boom dark blues blacks and also the contrast of the uh you find that there's a lot of these cogs and wheels and pulleys and things that are sprockets and all sorts of things that are that are moving about in the cavern because apparently it's a mine this is where the trolls mine for stuff we don't know what they're just like taking a pickaxe to the wall but uh yeah I, I like that there's also the contrasting colors here in this cavern where you've got all the dark colors and then there's the gold you know kind of i guess the classic dwarven sort of mine mm-hmm. look right because the i enjoy that yeah it's called like uh i forget skyrim calls it the dwemer or something like that mm. yeah they've got they've got their own sort of deal too but yeah, so you go into this cavern, and as you progress through it, you find there is a female troll trapped in a cave, or a cage. Hmm, hmm, what does this female troll have to do with anything, I wonder? Well, she's being watched over by this brutish, kind of ugly ogre dude. Also, I guess also a troll, probably, right? It's just an ugly one. Yeah, he looks specifically different, though, than her and uh, the yeah. troll that helps you earlier. So I, I feel like he may be some more other sort of species. Orc or something orc perhaps (laughs) but yeah if you're able to go and nab a key from him and free the female troll who just kind of runs away and then you have to have a showdown with this troll this uh orc troll thing because he's just like stomps in like hey what are you guys doing and uh tries to beat the crap out of you and your brother or both of your brothers i guess i should say did you guys have any difficulties playing with the game any moments where you were like dying a lot did yes. it go really smoothly? Yeah. But it's not at this point. Not at this point? <laughs> I, okay. I, I don't want to get too ahead of the story right now. Okay. 
Well, I had trouble like just controlling them in general, but then I kind of figured that if I just move them in the same direction, and just kind of like, mm-hmm. use my Your brain, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. brain just like, so I'd always made the little brother follow the older brother. Mm-hmm. See, that was me so, too. Like, I feel like it was a subconscious thing somehow. It was just, oh yeah, of course the older brother is the one that's going to be. No, I definitely made the choice. I was like, I'm an older brother and okay. my little brother has to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair You've enough. told us some, some bad experiences with him, so. I can, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, follow He me. definitely deserves to follow you. <laughs> So you are able to uh, trick this troll into falling down a hole, basically, and you escape with the female troll and the original troll who helped you out as well. And as you walk out of the dark cavern, the two trolls hold hands. Very cute. Very sweet. And so without any sort of dialogue spoken, you immediately just kind of know what was going on, what the story was. This troll was sad because he had his his uh, lady friend taken from him with no way of saving uh, saving her, it seems. And with your help... You were able to um, put the two back together again into a happy life. It's very sweet. We got a whole lot more, a whole lot more dark stuff coming up in the story. So let's get to a little bit of music and jump back into it. So next up, we're going to listen to The Inventor, and then we'll listen to Mountains. If you want to call in, 949-824-5824-949-UCI-KUCI. Otherwise, we'll see you in just a little bit. Thank you for listening to KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, my name is Marmar the Midboss. And we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lag Radio. Here with me, Marma the Midboss. We are talking Brothers, a tale of two sons. We just got done listening to a couple songs, The Inventor, and after that was Mountains. So, we're talking about the story at the moment. We already got through the whole cavern moment where you help the female troll reunite with her male troll lover. Husband, I don't know if they if they have marriage in the troll, or it could be a sibling thing. You don't know. I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's up to interpretation. That's true. It is up to interpretation, which is a big part of this game. So after they walk out of the cavern, the brothers happen to continue their trails uh, without the trolls anymore, and they happen across a guy who is actually. This is where it gets really dark. I think, or one of the most dark moments. Just he's out of nowhere. Out, just out of nowhere, he's standing on a stool with a noose around his neck. And a well, no, actually, doesn't it happen first that you you go um, you go to sleep, you wake up in darkness? Oh yeah, that did happen before. That's yeah. true. And yeah. you just see like you're just in this like kind of dead forest with like tons of people hanging from trees. Yeah, it was really bizarre. It was this. Um, it wasn't a dream sequence either. It was real, where they're no. walking through this dark forest area. There's wolves mm-hmm. all over the place that are, like, about to bite you. That was one of the parts that frustrated me, because I didn't understand that you could interact with the torch that they gave yeah. you. Yeah, I died uh, a couple times, and then I realized, like, timing. Yeah. So exactly, exactly. So you start going through this dark, dark forest, and then there's these hanging bodies with bags over their heads, and it's just... Whoa! Not explained it at all. Just not explained. This. So then you see this guy that's in yeah. the process of hanging himself. Yeah, and so quickly you're able to just reach him, and uh, one of the brothers walk or uh, climbs up the rope up to where it's being hung from, and uh, is able to free him basically. But he's just like sobbing, of course, in tears. And you see over in the corner that there's a tarp covering bodies, and there's black footprints on the ground, and. Uh, yeah, it's just at this point you just don't even know what to do or what do you what do you make of it? Like, what the heck do you do? So the brothers, uh, at least, yeah, if you if you decide to go through, because I think this is optional technically. I think you could go th- to the left at this fork in the road, and just keep going yeah. up the path. 
Uh, but if you decide to try and help him out, there's a music box nearby that you're able to hand to him. And he oh, just I never found stops. that. I just oh, yeah? kind of helped him out and left because yeah, I'm too. like, I don't know what else to do. Dang. Yeah, if you go around this, the side of this uh, area, uh-huh. yeah, you, there's, a, there's a music box and you hand it to him and he just oh. kind of stops crying as much. He still is kind of sniffly. But uh, yeah, the music box starts, starts winding up and making sound and he just sits there sadly. That's beautiful. It's really pretty. So after that, you also reach another important character named the inventor well we assume he's named the inventor because he is an inventor he invented a flying machine some kind of flying contraption and uh he's kind of stuck he's not able to get up to the rest of his home base and so you help him out by like hustling a gear over to where it needs to be that must have popped out of his lift and uh, get him up back to the base so he allows you to use his flying machine as a means of kind of continuing your journey and reaching this castle that's in the distance and actually, this was one of the sequences that was really tough for me. It was where I was dying a lot, was controlling the hang glider. This yeah, hang glider. I died. I, well, I guess near the end of that ride, I wasn't sure where I was supposed to go because it yeah. starts breaking down. Yeah. And so I died there. Um, and then I had to restart over or start over at the beginning of that part. And I'm like, oh, man, I have to go through like <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also get lost in like times like that where it's not like, completely clear. So yeah. I just did. I just remember doing it over and over until I finally found it. It was kind of frustrating. You'd think that you would want to land on this kind of yeah. pillory, grassy thing. That's where I thought. But no, yeah. Apparently, you just are supposed to keep on going straight closer to the castle, and then there's a cutscene that triggers because yeah, like you mentioned, the flying machine starts to kind of break down because one, it's it's a flying machine. It's not a plane or a or a jet or a helicopter or anything. But also because it was like beaten up by these bats right didn't bats come it up was, from... it was attacked by organic many organic flying machines <laughs> correct <laughs> and that's a good one i appreciate it <laughs> but uh yeah so after that you reach this castle and you navigate it finding inside a this is a pretty cool a pretty fun spot because yeah. you, there's a new mechanic that gets introduced here correct yeah and it's we can go into that in the gameplay but it does allow you to basically swing the brothers back and mm. forth across these uh, yeah, far apart kind of ledges that allow you to, to cling to, but not just like jump from one to the other. It's too far away. So you, you attach a rope to the brothers. Each brother attaches a rope to themselves and they just swing themselves back and forth along. It's pretty cool. But yeah, you find an owl inside of the, the castle. It's being toyed with, experimented on, based on these illustrations that are on the wall that have been like kind of made up they kind of look like da vinci sort of drawings which is pretty interesting but it's been experimented on based on the fact that it's kind of like just i think it's bleeding you can see blood on it possibly yeah it's just not in any great shape i will say that so you're able to free the owl and because your glider had broken it must want to thank you in some way or shape or form so it allows you to hop onto it, it kind of flies you nearby away from the castle because the castle's on like a like a middle of nowhere sort of island, right? It's like up in this big old fog, I guess. But there's no. Well, way and that's and this is also the moment where I realized that, like, or not realized, but it was second guessing. Are these are your main characters really small? Because hmm. there's a lot of things that kind of made me feel like, oh, these like the scale of things were a little like slightly off. Like, hmm. like you get up to that castle, and then the floorboards and the and the grain in it is like very. Like, it makes you look like you're very small, even though it, I, I know that's the intention of, like, the area where the giant is and stuff. But, yeah, so that's, I'm still wondering to this day, like, is that, 
is that just their race? Like they're really tiny, or That's is it like question. Minish Cap kind of thing? Uh, I always figured it was the other species were so big that they dwarfed us. Yeah. Right. That's the obvious one, but interesting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't th- thought about that either. Oh. Hmm. Now I'm gonna have to think about that. <laughs> well, with one last breath, this owl gets you to the safety of uh, of a cliffside, and then it collapses. It had done its job. It had been freed from its cruel freight of uh, dying inside of a. To quote uh, a patch you have on your shirt, night owl. A night owl. Yes, it's true. I do have a patch on my shirt. Uh, yeah, it just is done. Good night, owl. Good night, owl. So long. From there, you continue on your journey because you got to hustle and get that medicine still for your father who is about to perish. And you save a girl who is being sacrificed by tribesmen. Whoa, there's like all these tribesmen suddenly that are just like... But before well, you reach that point, yeah, I was gonna say, you're going through the report. valley of dead giants or yep. something. Yeah, it's pretty basically. cool. These these are not trolls, right? The trolls are like they're bigger than you, but they're not gigantic. These are huge. These are just like human human yeah. shaped people, and I like this part just because of how they implemented the story with the mechanics, where like it's not just like oh you have to move around. It's like there's an arrow stuck in someone's arm, and you have to use that to move his arm to get past this part. And yeah, I, I like that part. It was good. It or was there's good. a there's a what was it there's another spot where you have to move someone's arm off that has an axe and chop off a guy's leg and or one of the giant's dead giant's legs to uh, get through a passage too. Jeez. That's awesome. There was one also where you have a giant crossbow, right? And mm-hmm. you have to pull back the crossbow and let it loose so that it flies into a giant's head. Just like, boom, right into its head. And then it falls back and moves out of your way too. Yeah. yeah just all these moments, are they're really good. Um, they're okay. We'll talk about this. <laughs> we'll talk about this. I'm going to have to... I'll set you straight outside. Uh. So, after you get through the valley of these dead giants, which, again, nothing is explained. Why is it happened this, this way? What was the war or something that happened? Who who killed who? Who was the, the victors? We never find out anything. But we do find a bunch of tribesmen who are just kind of like being rallied by this one uh, witch doctor, shaman, sorcerer yeah, sort. Like I don't know. Leader. Basically, you're able to save this girl who is being about to be sacrificed by them by covering yourselves in blood and making yourselves like one one of the brothers stands on the other's shoulders, and you. That took me a few minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I noticed that, and I'm like, okay. So I went up there, and I'm like, okay. They don't do anything. Yeah. You have to actually assume the position before you go up there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd actually. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'd say there's a lot of parts where like I felt kind of lost because like mm-hmm. the, the mechanics they're not very really spelled out. Like yeah, which is kind of their goal. It seemed like yeah. they're just like you got to figure it out. We're not going to tell you. It's, it's like, just it's like a puzzle. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. Too many games these days are puzzle are just adventure. handheld. Like you get your handheld through everything. I like Here's the tutorial. Handheld. <laughs> Feels nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we save this girl from the tribesmen. She helps you escape from all of these uh different circumstances like you you take this boat right across the uh, icy kind of river sort of thing this is another chain total change of environment too mm-hmm. right so you get into a boat go across this river that's all icy and stuff which is very difficult to control again getting ahead of ourselves a little bit but very I slow and that. yeah pushing one brother but pushing the other it was it was i knew how the mechanics worked but it was still just very like Mm-hmm. You have to overcompensate and stuff, but it was another toughy part. But you get to this snow castle, which is pretty interesting. And all of these, you could see these humanoid figures. They were all like in the midst of a battle. There's yeah, it looks like everyone was frozen by yeah. this like it's cold. Like, it's like Pompeii, almost like everybody frozen in ash. But yeah, sure, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. 
and you even push this trebuchet and it just knocks a bunch of these uh, snow people out of the way and there's no bodies or anything it's yeah. just they're they just become there's like snowmen snow. but actual men but actual mm-hmm. men yeah, yeah with weapons and everything it's crazy and uh, yeah so the the good the girl seems to kind of start to have a thing with the big brother at least one moment if I recall but uh, she leads you into this like I think she moves a rock out of the way, allows you to like crawl. Yeah, through you skipped the area. whole part with the invisible thing, which I don't couldn't figure oh, out. Oh yeah, the isn't the invisible thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like a yeti, but I don't know. Like you have to. Oh. That's the only part I got stuck on. Like I had to mm. look up something, and it wasn't there wasn't any solution. It was just you had to run away from this uh, invisible force, and I kept getting caught. And I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong? And I just looked, and the solution was just not. Yeah. getting stuck up like you have to just keep on going and i did the, the last time and i passed it but i'm like i don't know what i did differently and that was kind of frustrating because yeah like, oh my instinct was always run away from this thing yeah so. but i was running away from him it just it wasn't like the the younger brother wasn't going further far enough and so he kept getting caught and i oh. couldn't figure mm. out what what was going wrong there and then i just did it again I'm like okay i got past it so <laughs> that is pretty frustrating yeah that's true so you get into this uh, cavernous sort of thing where you're like crawling around, right? I think it's a like a side view, yeah. If I recall, yeah, like a kind of like X-ray kind of side view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the brothers, um, well, unfortunately, surprise, the girl turns out to be a giant spider. Oh yes. Yeah. So you have to face. This is the showdown. This is the final uh, boss fight, basically, of the game. So you have to fight this spider that captures the two of you. Kind of, one of you is in a spider web ball. And the other one needs to run around and and actually do stuff, I guess. But get caught and eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. So you pull off her legs, right? Don't you like slowly yeah. rip off each one of the spider's legs? This is part. Rejected. This is the part where my my game started bugging out. No oh, pun really? intended. But yeah, at the very center of the screen, it was just like a black a uh, model of the spider of the girl, like as a spider just sitting there. I'm like, oh, I wonder what that. It's like a shadow. It's like no, it's just. Stuck there, <laughs> just a glitch. I don't know what's. Yeah, that's just why you play on consoles. Not PC. Yeah, if I wanted to pay for it again, <laughs> you're doing your PC, you just do tax. Basically, got this one for free because I didn't even, <laughs> uh, I didn't have to pay for it. True. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Glitches are not a good time. At least it didn't corrupt your file or anything, no, right? No, yeah, it was just a visual glitch, but it was interesting. It was just like this, this black, like no textures on it. <laughs> Like thing. At least That's it wasn't strange. a T pose, but T poses are better than whatever happened. <laughs> that would have just completely ruined the mood, though. So. <laughs> that would have. That would have absolutely. For this game, it was good. So you tear off all of her legs, but just as you're pulling out the last leg, Big Brother gets stabbed right in the chest. Very yes. rough. E- yeah, you are able to hobble out the two of the brothers after pulling off all these legs. You're able to hobble out together from this death pit area. Um, but man, he is in rough shape. And so you, I think there's like a rock slide. You get forced down this rock slide thing and you suddenly find yourself where there's this tree, the tree of life or whatever it is. And there it is. So big brother just kind of like lays down and he's like, no, 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 keep going. We got to get this medicine for dad. Do your thing. And uh, as little brother, you are like, no, I don't want to leave you. But you start going up the tree and do the whole thing. You At the top of it, you reach water, some kind of water from this tree, this magical, glorious, golden, sparkling tree. And uh, you get the water, you slide down to Big Brother, and he's gone. His soul's gone. His, his soul. body's still there. But his body's still there, yeah. His, so, like, he's dead. Yes. Correct. <laughs> that is what we are. He's passed away. 
He has passed. He has perished. Yeah, unfortunately, you try giving the water to him to revive him, but it does not work. It does not bring people back from death. It apparently just solves uh, magically other sort of illnesses and ailments. At this point, you have a tearful farewell. There's even a vision of the brothers sharing one last embrace. Yeah, like the anime. Like the anime? In animes, they always have like flashbacks. Hmm. So it's, it's to pull those heartstrings, yeah. the sentimentality of... Yeah. I wish I had one more chance to, to hold this animes? person. <laughs> yeah, don't I'm say not. which animes, please, because we it's might all, be spoiling a whole it's bunch of all the animes. <laughs> Top 10 anime deaths. Oh, no. <laughs> That's where that meme comes from. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> so you have one last hug, and then uh, as the little brother, this was actually an interesting segment for me. You have to bury your own brother. It's not just a cutscene. You actually have to... And this is another... <laughs> this is another part where I had a visual glitch happen. I oh, just, no. I just see this thing, with feather, this feathery thing, this is bl- black, like, again, texture, just right near this grave that you can walk through, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? This ruined... The- <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. Didn't this completely ruin it, but it was just, like, this is really kind of ruining my immersion. okay anyway, so not much to ruin. I- ignores ha- <laughs> one third of the opinions in this room, please, everyone. I- you can ignore one third of them, not mine. This is why he's a trainee. <laughs> this, is, this is why he's a trainee. Enjoy getting a show or trying to. Oh, uh, on yeah, the I air. Yeah, I said it. You're insulting my game. Let's take this off air, guys. <laughs> so, I'm the mediator in this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, you bury Big Brother there at the base of the tree, and you have to somehow find a way back. Uh, conveniently. Maybe this is a deus ex machina sort of thing. An owl swoops in. One of the owls, or griffins, or whatever it is, swoops on in and uh, flies you all the way back to the village. You need to go through all the areas that you passed through previously and stuff. Uh, it's as if his uh, older brother's soul willed that uh, transportation device. Yeah. <laughs> Living transportation Yeah, device. organic True. transportation He possessed device. the flying vehicle. That is his brother. Wow. Dang. Spiritually. Skipping, yeah. Spiritually, yeah, <laughs> perhaps so. And uh, at that point, it starts raining, actually, and you're set down, I believe, right? I think the little brother gets yeah. set down by the by the owl griffin thing. Yeah. Water's everywhere. Rain's pouring everywhere. Yeah, not and the then you're brought into uh, no. brought into Destiny Islands, the very beginning of uh, Kingdom Hearts. Destiny yeah, There we go. Yeah, there's Sora and Riku and all the friends. <laughs> all, all the friends. I never played Kingdom Hearts. Wow. Dang. All right. It's not good. It's, oh, uh, okay. Well, um, let's well, make these absolute I'm opinions just here. <laughs> I'm just uh, so you need to still get this to your dad somehow, even though there's rain everywhere, there's water everywhere. And this is very important because, of course, at the beginning of the game... Which we failed to mention, but... No, he mentioned it. Oh, you did? What? Yeah. About mother being dead? No. no not and being that able she swim. drowned? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't swim. Yeah, well, you weren't able to help your mother because you can't swim. Oh, right, 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 yeah. yeah. But also, in, throughout the game, here, yeah. I, we forgot to mention yeah, that you he... You gotta hold on to the older brother. Yeah, yeah. You, he just cannot go by himself. He has to be held on to, so... Yep. Just... Exactly. So, this is the moment of facing your fears sort of thing, with Mom's specter there to encourage him to move on and press on through the water. He eventually is able to reach the doctor, hands the water over from the Tree of Life, and then collapses. We black out. He doesn't die, though. <laughs> he, he does not die. We come back sometime later as little brother once again. We go through the village a little bit and meet our father once more, uh, who has now luckily gotten back all of his energy and rejuvenated. You and him go to the tombstone where mother is. Or rather, he's at the tombstone. You he go is up at the there. tombstone. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see he's all good. Yep, he's all well, good. And then there's another tombstone. No, yeah, he collapses. He's crying and everything. You're just kind of patting his back. 
The camera pans up, and you see that owl once more. The owl thing. His brother, you mean? His brother, pro- brother, <laughs> his brother from another owl. <laughs> Apparently, flies into the sky and hits to the credits. Yeah, so it's, it ends with the dad crying. So dad crying, yeah. Well, I mean, he'd lost like. I know, but I'm just saying it's pretty depressing. Yeah, it is pretty. His family's depressing. dead. It's like most of the game is just tragedy. It is really is a lot of tragedy. You think it'd be something kind of sweet based on I don't know the color palette and stuff. It uh-huh. Seems like it'd be pretty okay, but no, there's a lot of dark and sad. One stuff. One thing that's not really, I guess, it's not really necessary, but we forgot to mention was the uh, kind of like dream sequence with the older brother, where you uh, you see your mom giant. Yeah, she's a mm. huge she's giant. Pretty, uh, pretty terrifying. Yeah, she's holding uh, your dad with that's with right her hand. And blocking you from from touching him or anything, and uh, as soon as you like go up to her face or something and start waving in front of her, and she moves her hand away. You go over to your dad, and then your brother just like leaps on you and starts choking you. I yeah. think, right? Yeah, it's just whoa. Yeah, and it turns out to be a dream sequence. There's a lot of weird uh, themes in this that never get explained, but yep. I kind of like that because yep. again, it's up to interpretation of totally. what, what the heck is. Still don't understand the people hanging themselves though. Like, what Same. is it that's causing them to, like, I don't know. That one is one that didn't get me, yeah. I, I wasn't able to understand. That's mental health. It's a message about mental health. But there's usually some... I don't know. Yeah. Eh. I feel like they're... Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, But there's never explained, like so... a very poor area. You never know. Let's sit on it. Let's think about it for a couple minutes. Let's listen to a little bit of music before we can start talking about the gameplay. And, uh, yeah. Definitely want to get into that. So, if you want to call in now, 949-UCI-KUCI, 949-824-5824, I will take down your contact information and I will send off to you a zip file of the soundtrack to the game, because there is no physical version. There's only a digital version. So, I'd be happy to send that on to you. I will happily give it away. So, make sure, 949-824-5824. Otherwise, we'll see you in just a little bit. Thank you for listening to KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, my name is Marmar the Midboss, and we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lag Radio. Here with me, Marmar the Midboss. And we just kicked by... out Geo. Yeah, we just kicked out Geo. <laughs> See you later, guy. Yeah, it's been a good time, but uh... he made a he made a very uh, excla- exclamatory uh, statement right before we went on. <laughs> Which so. one was that? <laughs> yeah, good exactly. question. Fair question. Let's so get to the gameplay. We're talking about Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. We got through the story, very touching part. Of course, we can't possibly do it justice because, uh, yeah, it's just something that I think you have to play and really get the get the feels going. But uh, would recommend checking that out. Now, when it comes to the gameplay, though, controller setup—that is the key. Like we said in the beginning of the game, uh, beginning of the segment, the gameplay was what influenced everything else. And so, the controller setup is. You have to play it, right, on an actual controller, DualShock 3, Xbox controller, whatever. Analog sticks and buttons. Two Just analog whatever. sticks and buttons. Uh, the left side, the left analog stick and the left trigger are your movement and interaction for the older brother, for the bigger brother. The right-hand side, the right analog stick, and the right trigger is for the little brother. And so together, you control them at the exact same time, and it makes for these really neat situations where you have to constantly figure out a way to... You have to split your brain. You yeah. To think like, okay, I'm controlling these two things like independently of themselves, and it's pretty fun. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look like you're about to say something. I just I just think that you can, like... I kind of, like, stopped splitting my brain. Cause, like, yeah, he just worked just them together. I made one follow the other. Sure. And that way, like... But there are easier. spots in the game where they force you to yeah. do uh, yeah. like control one on one area and I'll kind of like another. do a pattern in that case, like where I was like they're both gonna go a similar direction, uh-huh. but I'm just gonna mm. 
Yeah, there are moments where you have to jump from, like we mentioned earlier, where you're jumping from one place to another, and it's too far to jump between them, so they attach ropes to each other, the, the brothers. So they're connected by a rope, and they swing. They, like, dangle the one and swing the other to the uh, the far-reaching platform or, or what have you. So moments like that, really, really fun and feels totally different when it comes to the actual gameplay on the controller. Like, holding down the... Um, you know, taking your the turn, basically, holding down the trigger, moving the right analog stick to the right so that the brother, the little brother goes to wherever it needs to, holding down that trigger, and then changing and doing the same thing with the left hand. It's just kind of this back and forth, give and take, push and pull sort of thing. Um, yeah, it, it worked really, really well. It was something that, unlike anything I'd played before. Well, it's like cookies and cream. Yeah, cookies and cream. PS2. Controls are definitely the best part of the game cookies and they're so simple too so it's it's pretty amazing it's just a stick and a button but they they implement it well and they teach you it i think in a good a good way i agree cookies and cream the adventures of cookies and cream yes. known as kuri kuri mix in japan and europe is a yeah. multiplayer oh, no wonder i never heard of it interesting it's a game i i actually kind of <laughs> actually no i do remember the cover of this from mm-hmm. ps2 era yep Dang. Okay, so it controls the same way, similar. I think so. Yeah. So you have one side. I think I, I think if you play one player, it's it's similar where you control one character and then the, that one helps the other one to get past and a push and pull kind of deal. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's cool. That's what the game reminded me of, at least. I mean, everything is influenced is, by something else. Yeah, so right. it's right. there's no way to be completely original. Yep. Um, Music, art, games, anything. Anything. Exactly right. But it still worked very very well in this. I'd be interested in how. I also like the ending works. too, where. Um, where you use your older brother's button to help you do the yeah. things you weren't able to do. Right. It's kind I, of a very, very subtle way of like yeah. you're using your the power of your of your brother for um like inspiration to, to get true. this stuff finished. I have, I have some things to say about that. Go ahead. Go for it. Oh yeah. Basically like no, it's kinda like it's in, the controls in general they, they like substitute like writing in their character development because instead of like actually mm-hmm. getting it in like cutscenes like would you wouldn't like joel and ellie in the last of us like you instead develop a dependency on each other through the controls because you can never do something without the other brother mm-hmm. and especially the little brother which needs a lot more help so you kind of like get that through gameplay instead of like sheer with like, the controls yeah. yeah instead of so it's more of like something that you can do uniquely in a game so like you that's true i never thought of it that way that it was kind of like part of the dialogue in the game yeah so it's like there's a lot of character development there and then at the end like when you actually when it turns out that the younger brother actually learns something from the Mm -hmm. older brother like at the very end you can't swim you have to hold the left button to be able to swim which is your which is what you've gotten used to as being your older brother uh action button right exactly yeah yeah that's true it's beautiful i have a brother i wish he could learn something from me (laughs) Isn't that your fault? Shouldn't no. you be teaching better? I taught him the best. The best. <laughs> the best. Wow. Dang, we have the best in here. Did you <laughs> the realize best, that? The, the best, best brother older teacher. brother. Yeah. <laughs> to ever live. Yeah, gameplay as a means of communicating dialogue. And, and that's a very special type of storytelling. That's a great point. Beautiful graphics, I thought. I like the visual style a lot. Yeah, I especially like that tree. I'm not a fan of like kind of like beige colors mm-hmm. to be like a brilliant thing but they did it in a way that's just like that last area with the tree and everything it's very beautiful yeah and the aurora borealis they show a little before that and yeah true colors and and the settings and everything as much as like you want to explore them and you really can't because it's a very linear path it still was i don't know it was enjoyable it was, it was like what i would say that game company does like um 
which is literally the name of them, not not uh Yeah. We're not talking about Starbreeze, but like uh Abzu and um Journey. Journey. Right. Uh Flower, all those games where it's it's more about just the art of it. It is, yeah. So I appreciated the art of it. Looks like Play Doh a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was it was a lot le- lower definition than I was expecting because I feel like I remembered it being like, oh, it's going to be like really uh, high definition. I mean, Play-Doh's a good it was a lot, uh, it's Yeah, a, it's a good Play-Doh. I'd play with that Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really liked the lighting effects, some of the shadows and stuff that they did too. I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool. Some of the the darker portions and stuff, and just yeah, the way that they that they were able to work. I think it's the Unity Engine three. Unreal. Unreal, oh, yeah. thank you. Unreal Engine, yeah, they they worked it pretty well for a 360 PS3 hour game. I got uh, I got strong Breath of the Wild vibes, so I was like, yeah, yeah this is with the physics and stuff. So oh, I was and like, the physics. Yeah, and yeah, just the kind of feel of of moving around and everything. I'm like, so this is definitely Unreal, even though at the beginning it shows Unreal Engine, but it feels labored. The feels move, labored, like the way you move and do things. Like it doesn't feel like floaty. It feels like labored. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if you sure, know what yeah, I mean by that. I would say so. Yeah, the the characters trudging along sometimes it it felt there was some yeah. heft. It made me want to push the thumbsticks further than they could. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, 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 yep. exactly. All overall, though, about a three hour experience. But this is one of those like we talked about earlier. A game should not be just boiled should down to its value. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, or that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game should not overstay its welcome. Games that are ninety hours in length, despite them being very fun, you know, you can look back in retrospect and think. These Persona games are really awesome. Whoa, 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 whoa. But. You're lucky we only have a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> you're closing in at the end here. I think that that the, the the experience as a whole is well worth the time. So I would recommend, wholeheartedly recommend Brothers of Tale of Two Sons if you're looking for a game to make you think a little bit more, but also something that's not going to just take up three weekends of your life. It was a fun weekend. jaunt. It was a fun jaunt. All right. Give me some more. That's my review. Um, there's, I mean, I I like a lot of the optional little things you do, like in the beginning, like if you interact with different items, like each mm-hmm. brother has like their own way. Like yep, the little brother is a lot more like laughy, and the other one's like more like you know proper, older, mature. I thought the puzzles were satisfying, not necessarily difficult. Uh, yep. Like all the puzzles, at least, were like I had no problems with. The only problems I had with was was a lot of like getting killed, and it was like, okay, what am I doing wrong mm-hmm. here? Because it's not communicating it. But um, that they weren't like. It was almost like going through the motions puzzles, but it was satisfying too, just with just how they made them work in the game. So yeah, I feel like the challenge in the puzzles comes a lot from like the control scheme. Yeah, like trying to figure out how to move the. Yeah, in like independently and yeah. stuff. Yep. Gameplay as a uh, means of dialogue, like we talked about, but also just like gameplay as a means to an end, because I think that that while the gameplay was the first element that was made, and that's what the yeah. story was based on, too, at a point also the gameplay needs to just supplement and get you through to the end. They don't want to just like gate people out of that ending or the rest of the story because they can't do a puzzle. So making it easy enough... And also, there were no sort of like difficulty levels in the game either. There's just one game, right. and that's it. Mm-hmm. It so was pretty simple. Like even yeah. even like customization, I yeah, I I started the game. And it wasn't the right resolution. And I had to figure out Whoops. how to do that, which you had to do in the launcher. But mm-hmm. like even then, it's like yeah, you look. Oh, there's no subtitles, so they're not supposed to be saying anything verbally, uh, yep. or rather, what that makes sense makes sense to us. And then um, yeah, the like, settings. There wasn't any like quality settings. It was just you know, you just play the game. Yep. It is what it is. Exactly right. Go on, Gio. You have more to say? 
about the, which part of the about game? the game as a as a whole the review as a whole let's see my review of the game okay at best as I was telling Chris okay it's okay at best because I think the best part about the game is that you know you you have this uh kind of interaction between the two characters that takes place in a unique way that you can only do in video games mm-hmm. so I'd give the game more like value on how like unique a game can be and it speaks more to like games in general but in terms of like just the way they they're supposed to hit these emotional highs like it never really hit for me even though like you know I have a brother so I should be able to relate quite well but like maybe it wasn't that I was mer- mature enough I was like 15 16 it or, could be or um it might just be that the game was okay and I a lot of it I'm pretty sure that um, at the end of the game doesn't like the older brother come out like a, like a force ghost or something for some reason I remember that or was it just that? Just like, I think it's just when he's like, <sighs> just the vision like of the I, hug. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. Because when he's going through the swimming, like I, I guess the mom just, comes out as a force ghost. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. And so basically, the ending is pretty much where you realize all the things that they were trying to tell you subtly. So I'd give a lot of props to like the ending of the game, but in between, I kind of would say that um, going through the motions of playing wasn't too much fun for me, like the. I, I appreciated how unique it was, but it wasn't that like. I guess uh, to me, it's kind of like uh, the uh, the second game that we did. What was it Captain whatever? Captain Spirit. Yeah, where it was just like it was a short like it was a it was a nice story, but it was a lot of just going through the motions, but um, some emotional stuff to think about, and but but not really comparable to like a full fledged kind of uh, like action adventure game or whatever. There's a lot of more complexities to them. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I enjoyed Fair it. Enough. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I finally played it now, which I sure. was like, oh, I'm curious what that's like, and it was it was good. It was good. There's a lot of. It was a good kind of art game. I would yeah. say art game definitely. It, the vibe it gave me too. Like it wasn't trying to be like a normal game. They were intentionally trying to make something different, pretty, yep. and yeah, just which makes sense. They're an indie game, so they'd want to stick out of like all these other indie games that came out at the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Overall recommended for the most part yeah out of this room yeah it's okay you can get it if you want that's <laughs> we won't, very we won't force you or saying it by the way that's very not yeah, that's actiony <laughs> you're learning well <laughs> just go get red dead go get oh red that, that's that called not, action that yeah. is you are not you're out of here oh, yeah. bye guy Goodbye, <laughs> guy. that was a joke so he was telling chris week, that he was we are going to be no, back again we're not going to be covering a game because we're going to be hopefully pre well not hopefully i don't like being preempted but we're most likely going to be preempted uh, by UCI Basketball once more. So we will be back with a Chiptune episode and gaming news w- episode as we are wont to do. The weeks after that, still up for debate. We shall see. I'll talk to you about it next week. But we've got some things in the work. we got things brewing, including some interviews. So look forward to that. It's going to be coming out on the website. We're going to be doing some uh, uh, visually text email interviews on lagradio.kuci.org. So make sure that you check us out there and also the different social medias, twitter.com slash lagliferadio, facebook.com slash lagliferadio, Instagram is at DJ double underscore marmar. Again, you can find me on Twitch Sunday nights, Wednesday nights from 8 to 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, and that is twitch.tv slash DJ single underscore marmar. You can find me there. Usually Magic the Gathering is what I am all about. Again, thank you to uh, Eric and Viz Media for giving me that copy of... Magic the Gathering Concepts and Legends that I was able to give away and also review on the show. And that's going to be about it for this episode. 
thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys for coming in, even if we had some tussles, some debates here and there. More like uh, one-sided, because I was right. I think... Uh, I think you're going to have a lot of one-sided debates in the future, my friend. <laughs> I'm saying that. It was, it, was a, it was a great game to some to me. It just didn't resonate with me as much. When you were 15? Yeah, it was when I was 15, 16. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Hello. I hope to see you. Hello. Goodbye. I hope to see you in the future with a Nintendo Switch episode soon. All right. Yes. With that, we're going to get on out of here. We're going to listen to one last song. It's called Heading Home, of course. And oh, we will see perfect you. perfect and fitting. Right, exactly. Don't forget to listen to Rides of the Plastic Groove coming on next. Thank you so much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name has been and will be Mama the Mid-Boss. I was joined by Gio and hello, Alex. Hello. Hello. Goodbye. Yeah. We're working on it. We're in the talks. See you next week. <laughs>